Good morning, motivators. It's 11 a.m. Kind of an overcast friggin' 20 November 2018. Heading between the office and classroom here. Had a nice friggin' workout this morning. We did a, we finished up our motivator mummy platoon. did a, uh, a nice, I call it contributory PT, big word that means essentially everybody adds something. So I start with an exercise, I pass it to you, we do it in Tabata format, so we've got some music, I lead an exercise and a stretch, and I pass it on to you. We went around twice, we did a circuit course as well, short one of those, and then we did some sit-ups, partner-assisted sit-ups, 100, so you do a set of 10, you switch, you go all the way to 100, cumulative, right, so I guess each person does 50. So, yeah, we did that. And I went and kicked ass in a, in a nice lecture this morning to my A and peers on the autonomic nervous system and stress. The autonomic nervous system is a very important part of your nervous system that is kind of a balance, a balancing act or a teeter-totter act. On the one side, you've got the sympathetic nervous system, which is all about fight or flight. You know, like you gotta freaking get out of Dodge, you get attacked by a lion, you're in traffic, you're stressed out for an exam or work or whatever. That is the sympathetic nervous system. It jacks your heart rate up, gets your friggin' respiratory rate, your, your lungs pumping so they can get more oxygen, and it friggin' opens up your blood vessels so that you can pump maximum amounts of blood and oxygen and nutrients and all that stuff. To the far reaches of your anatomy, fight or flight, sympathetic. The parasympathetic is on the other side, and that's a that's otherwise known as by the phrase rest and digest. So when you're chilling out, when you're having a meal, when you're sleeping, when you're having sex, when you're in chill mode, that's the parasympathetic nervous system exerting its influences. So there's the balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic at all times. All of our main organs are have what's called dual innervation, so input from both of these systems, and then depends upon what the circumstances are as to whether or not you are stressed out or chilling out. So it's very closely related to stress, the autonomic nervous system. And... Stress is something that we all feel. It's extreme stimuli. People think about the um, psychological stress, which is prevalent. It's the one that gets the most input. Man, I'm stressed out. Well, there are a variety of things that can stress, that can be a stress. Exercise can be a stress. Gravity is a stress. Our environment can be a stress. Weather, chemical, chemistry in the environment, right? The food we eat, the water we drink, 
medications, supplements, diet, all that stuff. It plays a role and it can provide some degree of stress. So the key is that stress isn't purely physical or psychological. It can be physical, chemical, physical, mental, emotional, of course. Hey, but I'm talking to a bunch of students who are all stressed out for exams and work and home and their future, their dreams and aspirations and relationships. It's tough being a teenager, right? And a lot of these students are in their teens or early 20s. So their brains haven't fully made all the connections yet. And they're experiencing stress. And they imagine that once they get to their goal, once they become a nurse, well, then they won't be stressed anymore. Little do they know that a good part of their occupation is going to be dealing with stress working with people who are stressed out themselves and so we can take on that stress as providers certainly very familiar with that I've been stressed out a lot lately you get some of these stress hormones accumulated in your body it's hard to just purge them as much as you want to be you know uh, shiny happy people holding hands sometimes you're freaking miserable pissed off you know and so um stressed. I was thinking about it, and I was also on the way into class this morning, I was listening to my Alan Watts YouTube video called The Web, and it's very interesting, man. He's talking again about, uh, talking about embroidery. I guess he passed around embroidery for people to handle, and anybody who's ever seen, like, a patch that's been embroidered on a on a jacket or a sweatshirt that they're that is embroidered. <clears throat> if you look at the front, man, it just looks so beautiful and intricate detail and all that stuff. But if you look at the back, you're gonna see that it's a mess. And there's probably some pattern that's back there and you know, which allows them to produce the image, I guess. Uh, like a template. I don't know how the process works, but I imagine a sewing machine going a million miles an hour along this pattern and it leaves this beautiful writing on it or design or whatever so the point he was trying to make with showing this <clears throat> this embroidery is that we all are kind of deceivers we all are playing tricks we all have flaws that we're trying to hide just like in that embroidery. How cool of an analogy is that? That we've all, I mean, listen, we all might feel one way, but we will show another face to the world. How neat is that? I think it's just awesome. And so he goes on to talk about how, you know, advertently or inadvertently, we are playing tricks on one another only showing our best side and that's I guess part of survival but it's something that we all deal with right Some we might not feel might not. Eh, I'm not feeling it today but you go to work and you do your best possible job and despite your flaws that are on the other side you shine you look great, you present well 
you do the job and then you know that's that's healthy that's a healthy balance having you know the expectation that yes I have flaws I might not show them to you because we're all in the competition and there's advantage to be had by looking, by appearing like a perfect and in control and um, in command. Just thought that that was a really, really friggin' neat analogy, embroidery, or look at any sort of <clears throat> carving is another one. Well, you know, I carve wood with a chainsaw. Somebody will look at something that I do, let's say a bowl, something simple but elegant, and say, man, that's a beautiful bowl. I really love your woodwork. And I can look at any of my pieces and I can tell you I know what I don't like about it. Or I can I can see a flaw. I can see the beauty in it too. But I will also be able to take note of those flaws. Because I created this something. And I know that there are mistakes or areas where oh, I was going to do this but then I decided to go in that direction I see the beauty for sure but we all have those flaws and we all know that they're there and we should sometimes we keep them hidden so I just thought that that was great so <clears throat> everybody's shit stinks my friends do our absolute best to put our best foot forward, put our face on, go out there and win the day to the degree that we're able, keeping in mind that those little imperfections, they are part of the beauty, you know, those little mistakes, they're part of the whole, they're part of us, they don't make us weak, they make us human. <clears throat> 